Yo, yo, yo. MTV Raps, yo. Yeah, that's me. You know, that, that's right. I'm right in my wheelhouse. Oh. oh I got to bring my legs down. Oh. I don't want to know about this. Oh. I'm just trying to elevate them. Ah, because I'm old. Oh, the pain, the pain. So you're watching that new show called Legion? I haven't yet. Hmm, interesting. You have reason Very. to think it's worth watching? Yes, I would definitely watch it. Keep an open mind. It really blew me away. It's it, it's like watch. You know how Bill Senkevich drawing the New Mutants, right? Like mm-hmm. in issue 20, 25 with the Demon Bear. Right. Okay. It doesn't look like that, but the disjointed, like it's a lot of. You got to pay attention. You can't watch this in the periphery. You you got to watch because there's a lot happening. There's a lot of little things going on because you remember the character. The character that they're kind of doing a take on is David Haller, which is the um, Professor X's and was it Gabrielle Haller's son? He was Legion, which the name of the show Legion. Mm-hmm. So it's got the character's name, and he does have somewhat of a. Uh, they did mention the word mutant. Um, it's basically all his. I've watched the first two episodes, and it's really pretty good. I like it so far because I don't know what's going to happen, and that's you know usually a lot of shows you you think okay, you know. Okay, this is going to happen. Some things I do see coming. Others like, oh, okay. That, didn't see that coming. Very interesting. So I would definitely give give, 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 that. give it a shot. What's the other thing I've been watching? Timeless. I know Andy watches that. Do you watch Timeless? No, I haven't, but I've heard a lot of people say it's really good. Yeah, well, it may not get another season, which that's going to suck because the last episode, I think, is on tonight. And then... Um, or at least the season finale. I, I haven't heard if it got renewed. And Emerald City, you watching that? Nope. Oh, it's a. I told Andy, I said mix mix a spaghetti western with with Wizard of Oz and throw in Vincent D'Onofrio as the wizard. Well, you know, you know, my problem is that I, I'm, I've been watching so many old movies to do. Is it yours? <laughs> you don't have time to watch anything new. Yeah, it's it's really you know. We did three episodes last week. All right. <clears throat> la, 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 la. La, 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 la. 
bark, 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 bark. We don't get the dog barking. So. Uh, we know what number this is. Ah, it does. It doesn't matter what number it is. It just doesn't matter. Oh, I was doing the rock. Yeah. No. Oh, and, the and rock. I, and I was doing uh, meatballs. Oh. <laughs> the rock says, <laughs> I should do. "Hey, that's what I should do through this entire celestial Madonna saga. We should only refer to ourselves in the first person." Well, I'm going to just, just like, call myself this one. This one. Am I going to be that one? That one over there. Over there. This bill. This bill says. <laughs> and that Paul. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. Tonight we begin a very long, long journey. A journey that many on this program have been waiting with bated breath to begin. One such person is not with us because he ran away screaming once we told him what we were doing. But the other person that is with me, the brave soul, brave soul is none other than the Paul Spataro. <laughs> the Paul Spataro. Well, this one is looking forward to covering this book. Well, this bill is as well. And what could we be covering? Oh, true believers. What could we be, we who speak only in the first person, be talking what could about? We be covering that would send Scott Gardner wishing he had an assignment to go on. <laughs> He's cowering. He's hiding, afraid to even show his face on Skype. That's right. It's the Celestial Madonna. Bum, bum, bum. All right, maybe it wasn't that dramatic. Maybe I have to add some lightning sound effects behind it. <laughs> That's right. Nobody asked for it, but we figured since Mantis was going to be coming out soon in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, hey, what better time to start on off? See, Scott doesn't even know we've begun, or maybe he does know and he's just avoiding us. Yeah, well, we... I got I got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, family had plans all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> family's got plans the next fifteen weeks. How many times? How? Well, it's ten issues. Yeah, yeah, I'm all booked up. Yeah, but I'm ready Thursday to do Logan. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Shh! Don't pull the the, the curtain back on on our, <laughs> our scheduling issues. Ah, we have no issues here. We have two this issues. One, this one has no issues. Well, yes. Well, we got one in like a, some smidgens. So uh, I don't think we have any new Avengers news. Uh, you know, um, Civil War has been out on Netflix now, and Doctor Strange is getting ready to come out, although that's well, not really official Avengers news, but it's getting ready to come out on Blu-ray. So um, you got any new Avengers news? Nah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nowhere else to go. Oh, no, 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 no. Not going to play that here. That was too easy, too easy. That was that was a gimme. That was a throwaway. I, I, I revel in easy. Okay. Well, let's revel then. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I've got nothing else. Thank you. 
Um, so before we get into the quote unquote Celestial Madonna proper, which covers 10 issues ranging from Avengers 129 all the way until da, 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 be giant size Avengers number four, would it not? Yes. Yeah. So we got Avengers. It basically goes Avengers 129, Giant Size Avengers 2, Avengers 130, 131, 132, Giant Size Avengers 3, Avengers 133, 134, 135, and then ending, culminating in Giant Size Avengers number 4. Pow! And then when it returns from there, we go to 136, which we do not, we will not be covering right now, which is when the old order changes again. That's when the Beast comes mm. aboard. Ah, Yes. But to do a little play, a little catch up, because 129 just dumps you right in the middle of a story. I just wanted to jump back in and talk a little bit about 128, the prior issue. Not going to cover completely. Just going to say basically the Fantastic Four. um, The Avengers and the Fantastic Four were returning from Quicksilver and Crystal's Wedding. And they had landed at the mansion, and there was a lot of lightning going on. Figure you find out it was one of Agatha Harkness's old foes, Nicodemus, who looks like Peter Lorre, crossed with uh, um, yes, Truman Capote. Yes, and fight, 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 magic, magic, magic. While that's going on, Mantis decides to blow off the swordsman who basically he has been everything. She has been everything in his life, basically helping having him reform, join the Avengers. And she's like, eh, this one grows weary of your incessant requests to talk. But, 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 but. <laughs> for she no longer cares for you. And he basically loses his, his, um, loses his, Loses his damn mind and tries to attack his uh, his fellow Avengers and just basically cries like a baby. <laughs> Forget women. I don't care about women. I want Mantis. As she's walking down the stairs away. I hate her, but I love her. Oh, God, help me. I love her. I love her. <laughs> and while come on, while come she... on. Which one of us hasn't done that? No comment. <clears throat> it was a long time ago, and I don't want to discuss it. Stop making me to bring things up, Paul. All right, all right, all right already. God, you, you just beat things out of me. I can't stand it when, when you stare at me like that. <laughs> Over Skype. It's so eerie. Oh. But um, so while the swordsman's pining for screaming, being held back by Iron Man, Manus just goes down. A brown, 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 brown chicken, brown cow. She goes in to, st- to talk to the Vision, who she's got the hots for. Your vision is like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, no, I love, I love Wanda, who does not compute. <laughs> yeah, you can understand why they're all after him. Yes. He's a well, never. He's he's like a machine. <clears throat> anyway. Well, he doesn't he doesn't need any Viagra. I am atomically he, correct. He controls his his own density. <laughs> oh, that's oh boy. Oof. So Mantis is even like rubbing up on him like a cat in heat, making a move while Wanda's getting Wanda and Agatha are getting their butts kicked, <coughs> fighting off uh, Nicodemus or Nacodemus or whatever the hell he is. Uh, but they beat him, 
and uh, Vision blows her off. And then just as that happens, a, a, a star, a star is above Avengers Mansion. It's a star that foretells the Madonna, the Celestial Madonna. And it calls Kang! Kang. Not Kodos and Kang, just Kang. I voted for Kodos. I, for one, welcome our new Kang overlord. And Kang the Conqueror appears and says, and the the end tag of the issue is Avengers next issue next month Avengers 129 and Super Avengers number two combined. <coughs> excuse me for a phenomenal 48 page piece de resistance. Kiss tomorrow goodbye, which is not the name of the title of the next episode. Excuse me, issue because now we are going to cover said issue. And its title, once I get back to the front of the book, is Bid Tomorrow Goodbye. Why couldn't they just still said Kiss Tomorrow Tomorrow? Could rub it Kiss Tomorrow. Shame. Shame. I have no idea. And on this cover, we have a larger-than-life, looks like a Macy's Day Parade balloon-sized Kang. Couldn't you just, see that? I would, I would just hide <laughs> in, in the uh, the openings on his sleeves. <laughs> you can't see. You can't get me. He's like, what is that hitting me? Something's pinching me. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, Kang's boots. I don't even wear. I don't even see them. Well, oh, you mean the thigh-high boots? Yeah, that to go away like with FMBs. Yeah. FM. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I have to think for a second. Maybe he's into, you know, S&M sort of stuff. The boots match the gloves. So, you know, and the mask Co and the, the carpet matches. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got the larger than life Kang, and the Vision is uh, blasted him with some with a weapon he does not have at all. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it looks like it's bothering him. He can't even Ow. look as he does it. I can't look because I'm blasting from. I'm blasting a heat ray from my hand, which I never have ever done. <laughs> which is not one of my powers. Which is not one of my powers. Because you and I have had this discussion on this show before. <laughs> How he was heating coffee with his solar gem. Yeah, he, he, can, <sighs> he can blast the heat from his solar gem or from his eyes. We know that. Yeah, but never have I seen hands. it from his hand. Yeah. And the swords have been standing right behind him like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to help you. And Iron Man is saying, don't look at my nose, it's hideous. <laughs> and Thor is getting ready to sw to to swing his mighty hammer, Mjolnir, at Kang. And Kang is saying, Kang the Conqueror has a message for the world. Bid tomorrow goodbye. What a, what a message. Now, do we have an artist on this? Uh, yes, the artist. I have my handy-dandy book. I also have Mike's Amazing World up, which I will take a look at real quick. Mike's Amazing World shows the cover credits are Ron Wilson um, and Inker is Al Milgram. Alan Milgram. It's not and bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not accurate. I mean, but, uh, it's alright. I, 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 I see it as somewhat bombastic. Mr. Bombastic. Mr. Fantastic. I knew we were going to go there. Sorry. I, I, I can't help it every time I hear that. Although this says, you know, this says on the cover that Michael Esposito does the inks. 
in my Avengers um, index. So, not sure. A little discrepancy there between one and the other. So, I know my I, guess was he'd have worked a lot, on a lot of Avengers stuff at this time period. So, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad cover. I mean, we've, yeah, like we said. Oh, and they're all, there's a fog all around their feet. Because, like, like Kang just teleported in, poof, from London and brought all the fog with him. Yeah. And he's got, like, these rays, these black rays. Looks coming. like he's glowing. He's glowing, but he's not glowing. He's, like, he's, he's got negative energy. He's a glow. Yeah, there is, his, his, his whole body is outlined with a glow of different different layers you know closer to his body it's 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 brighter and as it moves away it gets darker and all the while there's streak of streaks of black c- coming from his his body as well so there we have the cover <clears throat> and our story is written by steve Engelhart. our art is by sal Sa- sabusema and joe staten tom orzakowski yay tom orzakowski is a letterer bill mantelo is a colorist and Roy Thomas is the editor. <clears throat> and the synopsis goes like this. Kang's macrobots swiftly subdue the Avengers, and he informed them informs them that the Dawn Star overhead is why he has always attacked their era, as it heralds the completeness of the Celestial Madonna. Celestial Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Kang plans to be her mate and father a child through whom he can rule the heavens. Since the star appeared above the mansion, do you see what I see? A star, a star, one of the women there, Agatha Harkness, Madness, or the Scarlet Mitch, must be the Madonna, so he transports them and the rest of the Avengers away, leaving behind the swordsman who cries like a bitch. Who, oh, no, who he derides as a useless weakling. Oh, yeah, he cries like a bitch. No. Agatha supernaturally contacts the swordsman to tell him Kang is using Ramatut's pyramid as a base. And the swordsman flies to Egypt, tormented by wondering if Mantis's love for him was a lie, given she just dumped him to pursue the vision. He crash lands near Ramatut's pyramid after Egyptian planes shoot him down for violating their airspace considering this book was in 1974. That was probably a very uh, hot topic back then. <clears throat> and I lost my place. Forcing an entrance into the pyramid. <clears throat> Swordsman is attacked by a vampiric Amenhotep, left there by Ramatut as a guard millennia past. But Egyptian shoulders, so shoulders, shoulders, soldiers, arriving to arrest the swordsman, draw the vampire away. The swordsman proceeds deeper into the tomb, unaware the sunlight he has admitted has triggered a mummy case to open. On a monitor, Kang watches Amenhotep slay the soldiers, then die under the Egyptian sun, and mistakenly concludes the swordsman also is, is also slain. As Kang places the three captive male Avengers inside the macrobots to act as living power sources, the covertly observing swordsman prepares to strike him down, but is stopped by a new arrival. Ramatut? No, this story continues in Giant Size Avengers number 2, 1974. And it has a... Well, well, I'm right. We'll cover that when we get to it. Now, it occurs to me, and I'm tangenting somewhat, but 
it occurs to me that one of the, in fact, I believe the first book I ever covered on Back to the Bins was Giant Size Avengers number three, mm-hmm. which is part of this story. So we could just skip that entirely? Uh, that's what I'm trying to think. Should we just say that's been covered? I, I, I'm thinking no. I'm thinking we should recover it. But... Yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't have to, you know, because that's a right in the middle. That's going to yeah. be a big part of what's going on because that's, that's when the – that's with the mortis and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just for purposes of full disclosure, just we're aware like, that I covered it already and you know, we'll cover it again. Because that's just the way we are. Yep. And we'll drag Scott in again, too. <laughs> if we can. If he's not on assignment. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. <laughs> if he if he knows that we're going to cover this, he might be. Yeah. So in our opening page, it's kind of like the cover, but Kang's maybe not quite so big. Although they're making him look big, but I think it's just the angle of the shot. And we have the fog and everything. And he's standing, you know, pointing at the Avengers. Yeah, I think um, that's just a little bit of forced perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some... Man, those boots have to hurt in the crotch. They're going to chafe. Oh, man, it's got a pinch. You know, you you move the, you move the wrong way, and you're you're a eunuch with those boots. I mean, ow. Oof. Yeah, I mean, where, where does he get that outfit? Seriously. I mean, maybe, maybe drop them, like, drop about three inches off the top of those things. Something. Man. And he's not color coordinated. His hat doesn't match his pants and his gloves like he, like they did on the cover. Very, I'm very, uh, I'm very unhappy with Kang's uh, fashion sense. Unless it was just colored incorrectly in my version. Do you have a different version? No, my version does not. The belt and the <coughs> and the uh, head piece don't match the gloves and the boots. God, we sound like such fashionistas. Yes, because I'm big on fashion. I don't like the boots. The colors off. I can't work with this. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror. Oh my gosh, what a name. <laughs> and uh, so Kang is, you know, there, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just, I'm just sticking with this picture, though. You look, and, the, you know, Kang just appeared. They're all, they're all standing there. They're somewhat amazed. You know, Agatha Harkness, with her big Mickey Mouse head, is, <laughs> is standing there, still petting her cat. Like a, Does like she a, have a, cat like a James her? Bond villain. Look at looking around. <laughs> oh the, yeah, the yeah, page. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's her thing, man. She's she's not rattled by anything. She's pretty freaky. Plus, she's one of the uh, possible celestial Madonnas. Yeah, like there was ever a thought that she was going to be. <laughs> Kang's probably like, no, 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 please, God, no. It's gonna have a baby with this ninety-year-old woman. <laughs> hey, that's you know who knows how old she is. She's probably young at heart. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so Thor's, you know, not so fiend. The mighty Avengers shall crush thy schemes or die at in the attempt. And you know everybody else is like, whoa, 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 hold on, man, what are you talking about? And he chucks his mighty hammer, which gives it a. a that sound effect's kind of wimpy. Tissip. I think that's intentional. Tissip. I think that's showing that the hammer really didn't do anything. Boing. <sighs> What's the matter? 
What's the matter, Bill? No, I'm just, it's just, you know, I'm just looking at the macrobots. Where did they come from? Were they little tiny? Would that be microbots? Macrobots? But anyway, he presses a button on his belt and poof, out of nowhere. Behold, what mastery of the 40, 41st century science brings me. Behold the macrobots. I'm assuming he just time traveled them there. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, he is that whole master of time look thing. At the, the, on the, you know, that first shot, they, they all look like they have frowns on. They look sad. They're the sad bots. We're going to fight the Avengers. We're going to lose. The Avengers assemble. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what bugs me about that picture? It's, it's got to bug you. assemble picture? Yeah. Uh. Come on. You can't pick it out? I'm no trying. background. Oh, well, no but it's background. a small enough picture. I could, I could deal with it. <clears throat> yeah, but it's got the big Avengers assemble. Like it's it's not even written. It's not even a word balloon. It's just like it's written there, and then there's no. There's just a baby blue background on it. It's like eh, nah, not happy. You know, there's a lot of like non-background backgrounds in this thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was, you've got a point. So we have the big knockdown drag out. Uh, Thor wax wax one of the macro bots, and then the macro bot basically wipes the floor with Thor, chucking him into the swordsman. Boom! Which was the at the time would be a veiled reference to friends of uh, Marvel. F- friends of friends of old Marvel. Friends of old Marvel, which would be that would be our Foom reference. And um, <clears throat> Iron Man blasts his uh, full power repulsors, and then the Vision's like, no, yeah, wait, do not, too late. And Stark Logic tells me the machine absorbs force used against it and returns it. So, blot! <laughs> Iron Man's taken out. And the Vision tries to attack and uses his density attack, but... That backfires, and he is knocked unconscious because he fails to consider that the pain he plans to cause is itself a physical force of sorts. That that consideration arrives barely ahead of unconsciousness, which is usually how a lot of my nights ended when I was in the Navy from drinking. (laughs) I should really stop. Oh, too late. And Mantis gives a little kick, which is pretty much useless. And the Scarlet Witch decides to... um, Use a hex bolt, knock some bricks off a wall, and for her trouble, she gets her Mantis and Agatha Harkness all get hit by bricks. Bonk, pow, ooh, boof, down. At last, I was not guilty of underestimating my foe. <laughs> Too in often. Fact, in fact, he defeated them in, what, two pages, three pages? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. And then come the cops. All right, me bucko. Ah, not even your Bedoria Halloween nose. You're under arrest. And eh, you're not my... Uh, wait. Oh. And you're not my target. And you're my target, not the robots. Robots. Mindless lackeys. Whoosh, just a wave of his hand and the cops are sent flying. But who is coming to the rescue? Yeah, Jarvis. <laughs> Good luck to Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't even have to give a full, full blast for you. I'm just going to use one finger. <laughs> uh, paralyzed. Done. <laughs> Losing bowel control. Oh, gross. Oh. 
and why? Okay, in all the pre previous shots. Oh, guess eleven doesn't like it either. All the pre previous shots, we had very little backgrounds, and look at all the detailed backgrounds where Jarvin gets, where like the next two panels are highly detailed. In the background. And then we go to a no no background again. And then we go back to the no backgrounds for like a good couple panels. So once again, Kang is talking to mm, nobody. <laughs> Buddy explains his diabolical plan about the Dawn Star. Uh, it's monologuing. Uh, yes, it's time for the speech. And then, you know, her mate, the records say, will we'll be the most powerful man on Earth. Her mate? Hmm. Though they give him no name. But I can. And he strikes himself in the chest. But I can. Poof. With my we'll different be, colored glove. Yeah. Will be he and through the child. And, and f will be he father to the child and through him ruler of the heavens. Yeah. So anyway, he uses another little zip zip and teleports everybody somewhere. Of course, the way it doesn't look like they were transported the way uh, as um, the swordsman looks on because there's like a little pile of ash, steaming ash on the sidewalk. And then um, he's like, oh, what are your plans for me? You? You're a weakling and a blunderer. Well, I'm like, and while my plans call for more powerful, for powerful male Avengers, thus I plan nothing for you but a scornful farewell. And he is gone. Like, how cruel is that? <laughs> You're not even worth my time. And, and <laughs> oh, and the swordsman takes it oh so well. He 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 didn't even care about me. He thumbed his nose at me like I was nothing. Bless you, gang. You'll see what I can do. You gonna pay? Pay, pay. Oh. So now he's trying to think. Oh, so what just happened to me? I, 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 tonight, I can't concentrate. What's that? A new glow? And oh my God, it's Agatha Harkness. <laughs> Jesus, woman, sneak. That's how a about some warning? Face. She's like four or five times the size of her normal head. She's got a big head. It can't be. <laughs> Excuse me. You're Kang's prisoner. I am. Far more than that, young young man. What, you're more than Kang's prisoner? What? Huh? I'd appear to you through supernatural means. It is my sole recourse since Kang's science seems to negate our physical powers. He wasted no time securing us women and placing the men under some damnable device after we arrived here. Do you know where here is, Miss Har Harkness? Well, luckily she can read hieroglyphics and says, Oh yeah, we're in Egypt. We're inside the pyramid of... Uh, Pharaoh Ramatut. How does she know that? Because she reads hieroglyphics. Lot. Lot, lot, lot. I shall mentally guide you here, swordsman. But, but hurry. I know I am no man's bride. <laughs> you got that right. And yet my Wanda and your mantis may suffer at this savage's hands. Oh, you don't need to remind me, lady. My mantis may despise me now, just as Kang despised me. But the swordsman going, is going to surprise them all. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Swordsman says, All right, Jarvis, you going to be okay? Uh, yes, once my bowels. Oh, 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 stop. Oh, good. Okay. Ooh, I'm out of here. And uh, off he goes, hopping into Quinjet. 
and bef- and then these have flashbacks of uh, the two of them back in Vietnam and how she convinced him to change his life around. Blah 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 blah. Mantis, Mantis, Mantis. Why does everybody love this chick? Because she's aloof. That's why everybody loves chicks who they 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 can't have. Chicks. I sound so sexist. Women. Everybody loves women that they can't have. They always want the one you know that that plays hard to get. You know, it's just like. Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. I told you I didn't want to talk about it, Paul, and you keep making me bring this up. Sorry. You're like a therapist. So, <clears throat> before you know it, he's flown. I mean, in all this in, introspection takes place, and suddenly he's in Egypt. Huh? He took a queen jet. Of course he's there. Uh, but you, you fly over Egypt. Now, I've never been to Egypt, I have to admit. But do you think, like, when you're I've flying over Egypt... I've been off the coast Egypt, of Egypt. You think all you see is three pyramids? <laughs> well, if you're near Cairo, you would. That's all though. You know, there's nothing else. There's, there's sand things. and three three pyramids. Sand and three pyramids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. time slips by unnoticed until I'm here. Huh? I'm here already. Oh, I've invaded somebody's airspace again. Now, when was the? Uh, when was the? What was it? The Six Day War was that in seventy three, seventy four? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not good on history. Uh, yeah, that was when Egypt invaded Israel, and Israel basically, well, handed, you know, said, hey, get out. Um, and, but anyway, so, I mean, maybe that's what they're alluding to in this, uh, say that, you know, when he says, yeah, this is the only thing that kind of, like, dates it, because uh, uh, he says, well, he's uh, he's going to fight, you know, he's going to fight his way in and save the legal n- n- niceties for Kissinger's boys. Nobody's holding me back, referring to Henry Kissinger, who would have now, been uh, does Secretary he, of State. Does he kill those people? Well... Look at that shot. The one, I don't the one see a parachute. Yeah, I don't see a parachute. So, yeah. And then the next panel is even... Well, they're shooting at him... Um, and he crash lands and uh, lands next to a palm tree, <laughs> which I guess could be in the desert. Could be by an oasis. I guess, but there's still a big, stupid Agatha Harkness face hanging over the, overhead. Yep. She says, hurry, your pursuers are contacting their base for further instructions <coughs> regarding you. Fortunately, your subconscious has followed by urging, well, you have survived. Ah! Miss <laughs> Harkness, what is it? She's gone. Something must have happened to her. Really? You think? Either that or she's. Oh, I'm fine. I just had a cramp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think Kang could afford some better monitors? Because you see on the next page, he's got like a black and white monitor. It's not even black and white, it's like outline monitor. <laughs> it's just an. It's like somebody did the pencils for the book and just didn't ink it or color it. Look at right? the state That's what it of looks like. monitor. It's like, yes, it's an, this is my Etch-A-Sketch monitor. It takes me <laughs> 15 minutes to make one image. These two little knobs I have. And he's, he's just indiscriminately pu- – oh, he's pulling that lever because he's shocking the crap out of a- a- yeah, Agatha. 
And he's, I thought you maintained too serene a silence, a silence since you awake an old woman. However, you managed to lead him here. You shall manage it no longer. Ah! He zaps her. And now I look like I'm wearing a diving helmet. <laughs> my, the size of my head keeps expanding as this book goes on. It's his ego. Uh, what matter of the what matter if the fop has reached the pyramid of Ramatut? It is too well designed for him to find this changer of chamber of that I am certain, for I oversaw its construction. Aha! And this is the big reveal, which will be kick off a oh, just a whole kinds of just crap for the next years to come through continuity and on and on. Because here we learn that Ra that Ramatut and Kang are one and the same. That he was bored with his time and came back as Ramatut. And then he left in a time sphere. And then was well, he wasn't bored as Kang. He was bored in the 30 he was in the 31st century. He was bored, came back to Egypt, became Ramatut. Then skedaddled, went, landed in the 41st century, conquered it, became Kang, and now he's trying to conquer this 20th century. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, Mantis and Wanda are in their steam tubes. Whatever's going on in there. Mantis's hair is looking really big. Yeah, Wanda's got some big hair, too. It's being held down by her hat. You can see it's, like, straining at the sides to get out. Poof. Well, you, well, you know why they got big hair? Because they're in that steam chamber. It's all that, you know, all the huge, the humidity is just making their hair frizz up. I think that's it. They have the, uh, <laughs> they have the Caribbean hair. <laughs> exactly. Bah. My cage. Bah. Look, we actually get a bah. Bah from our villain. Love bah. A good, I, love a good bah. My cage canaries sing like catbirds. <clears throat> yeah, let us both lose Kang, and we'll show you a thing or two about conquests. <laughs> if you seek men, warrior, then you will not fear to free this one. I'll be like, what? What? Oh, you're speaking in first person. Oh, you're annoying. Just gas you and shut up. They Be thankful that I have not discovered which of you is my bride-to-be. For the other two would not long survive that discovery. Oh, come on. Really? You still think it's Agatha Harkness? <laughs> Perhaps closer <laughs> examination will provide a clue. Come on, dude. <clears throat> Outside. Wait, really, that giant helmet isn't holding much of a brain. <laughs> and is it, get, is it getting bigger? It does seem. And why does he always look mad? Is he just look, look mad because of his helmet? Maybe it's because he's wearing that stupid helmet. <sighs> Spear magic helmet. North wind blow. South wind blow. Okay. Smog! Oh, sorry. I sidetracked it to a Warner Brothers cartoon. <clears throat> Meanwhile, outside, the swordsman gains entrance into the pyramid. Luckily, his days of being a grave robber have allowed him to gain entrance. Ah, this was a key block, all right. Guess that part of my life wasn't entirely wasted. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and he comes in and uh you know we get you know some light reflecting off a mirror and it wakes up oh my god it's a vampire demon what the hell is it 
It's a red demony vampire. You know, the first thing he thinks is vampire. I'm not thinking vampire. I'm thinking demon. Doesn't look like a vampire to me. Yeah, man. It's like looks like it's six, seven feet tall. It's red, for God's sakes. I mean, it's got fangs. It's got wings. Why would I think it's a vampire? I'm thinking the fangs. I'm thinking demon. So anyway. So he's fighting the. Uh, he's actually thinking of uh, Robert E. Howard's uh, Conan while he's fighting. Oh, I'm about to get my ass kicked. And it's like getting ready to bite him in the neck. And all of a sudden. Wait a minute. Now, when, he, when the thing's getting ready to bite him in the neck. Oh, he says, ha, die by Crom. He actually says Crom. Hmm. He, he, he actually puts the sword through its throat. Yeah, well, that's true. But, but th- that's not enough to stop it. Well, hmm. That's just, you know, it's, I guess it's. Yeah, undead. but he didn't do a full decapitation. He didn't, no. he just stuck it through. He didn't take the head off. So, I mean, you know, he couldn't follow through. Maybe that's his problem with Mantis. He could put the sword in, but he couldn't get the job done. Oh! Sorry. So anyway, as uh, as the slobbering beast begins to uh, uh, come in for the kill, uh, a timely group of Egyptian, a platoon of Egyptian, sh- sh- blah, blah, I stuttered again on that, soldiers come in, and the 5,000-year-old Night Stalker demon vampire thing says, hey, why should I have one guy when I can have an entire platoon? And... Um, Swordsman gets up, leans against the wall, and falls through. (laughs) And as he falls through the other wall, another, you know, mirror of light shines on another sarcophagus. Just by chance. Just by chance. And he's, uh, (laughs) that shot of him walking away from the sarcophagus, it, it says his sense is shattered. He stumbles blindly from the vault, uh, he looks like he's a Scooby Doo character, like you know, He's like, oh, say Scoob, Scoob. <laughs> so he's still, well, walking his way through. Um, On sunshine. Yeah, and he comes to Kang's room. Hey. And he's looking down and sees that Kang's watching the Etch-a-Sketch monitor as the demon is uh, drinking up the, uh, uh, is uh, eating up the rest of the platoon. He always feels like somebody's watching him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets no privacy. Whoa! But now we're we're treated like to th- Rockwell. Yes. Now we're treated to three panels of the Etch-a-Sketch monitor. But we get it full panel. We don't get to watch Kang watching the 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 thing. We see it in all its etchesketchness as the creature is taking on is killing the last of the soldiers. But much like the much like Icarus, he flies too close to the sun, or in this case, into the sunlight, and he's dead. Wow. 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 And Kang turns off 
with a little click because you can see see well i'm pointing you can't see me pointing but you know kang's helmet is even bigger now he's got the full diving bell on and he's reaching back and he's hitting the off switch you can see because it's got a little thing lit up around his finger click and behind him up on the wall peeking through a well i guess an opening is the swordsman watching ever watching <sighs> and kang's like ha 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 that is sufficient every single sorts of possible annoyance has died no one remains to interfere with this phase of my grand scheme. And by the time Egyptian reinforcements arrive, the Avengers and I shall be long gone. Let them find this hidden chamber. Within hours, Egypt will be incinerated like most of the world. <laughs> and Kang, well, there's no more. <laughs> I just added that. And Kang shall be ruler of all that remains. I built this laboratory as Ramatut to serve my needs at some future time because I have contingency plans. Contingency plans. Blah, 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 blah. The hour has come. My rays have done their work. What's the, the rays doing exactly? They were the, uh, the, um, what do they call those? Rays? No, there was a name for it. The immobility ray? The parallel. The parallel. Ray. Pa yeah, my, my para. Ray. Parallel. My ray ray has bathed, has bathed, eat the, that. Each of you for three hours. So. <laughs> Warning, if you if you take the Ray Ray, if, if you have an erection for three hours, please, you know. Movement of even the slightest, <laughs> denying them, you know, even the slightest exterior muscle is now denied you. Because that's why their hearts are still beating. Because mm -hmm. it just, it prevents them, all their outer muscles from moving. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All voluntary action is impossible. So the vision will not fade away. Only your internal organs, such as your heart, lungs, will continue unimpaired. Obviously, as power sources, you must not die. And then Tony's thinking, blast him. I redesigned my armor to allow myself mental control of it just so I could have a new edge. And already someone's come up with a way to counter it. Oh, whoa. <sighs> You, you see, the the ray keeps me from ordering my foot jets to fly me free of it. He just said he has mental control. Mm -hmm. Your brain is not a muscle, but maybe it is in your case. And if so, it's interior to your body. So what? Whatever. That that explanation doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make any sense to you? No, not really. I'm just, it would I'm make just better sense. It. it would make better sense if he said, "Blast him!" I should have redesigned my armor to allow myself mental control, so I could get away. Mm -hmm. But no, it would, whatever. Uh, so basically, the the macrobots are all opening up, and it's 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 got a creamy Avenger center filling. At so they will be the power sources, and with them, Kang is going to begin World War Three. Yep, that's the Kang. Plan. Shall, Kang shall rule over all, and the conquest and of the little, galaxy shall begin. I'm a little lost on the plan here because I get the whole I want to kidnap these three women because one of them is going to be the celestial Madonna, and her husband will be the most powerful man in the world. So that's going to be me. I get that. 
Mm-hmm. Why want to start World War Three? I guess to keep everybody distracted so they won't bother him. Like all the heroes will have, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why I doesn't think... he just like take her them them away, kill the Avengers, and nobody, you know? Yeah, he's got a time machine. Yeah. Why does he need to? Well, I guess you don't get the name. It's a, my name is Kang the Conqueror. I have to conquer now. I'm not Kang the Hider. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the swordsman says, I have had enough of your crap. And decides one quick blast from my sword. And your raiding days are over forever. And then as he's getting ready to blast, no! A hand grabs his shoulder. A hand from behind. Where blue everyone's hand. dead. It's a blue hand of death. You must not destroy Kang. But I almost had him. I almost made it. Who the devil are you? And now we see a pink skin. Because his hand was blue a second ago. I am Ramatut. Hmm. We are Ramatut. Boom, 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 boom. And it says, well, this looks like a pretty good place to take a break. But you already know the thrilling 30-page conclusion to this little yarn is waiting in the now on sale giant sized Avengers number two, 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 two. Meanwhile, in this regular book next month, Madonna. It says that with a question mark. Madonna. Like a virgin. Yeah. We got Jackie Mason. Madonna. Whatever. I kind of felt like this. It feels like they're bringing us along in the story without really giving us... It's like there's a load of exposition, but they never really explain what's going on. Like, why You know, why is he doing things the way he's doing them there? I mean, I'm getting some of it in other parts. Like, the whole why he needs to start World War Three is kind of beyond me. Is it? Is it more that... Okay, so this is... So what's uh, his motivation to start World War Three? So this is Steve Englehart. Now, who wrote... The quarterback saga. I gotta remember. It's uh, Jim Shooter. Was it Jim Shooter? Okay. So, and that was kind of drawn out and built up. This, you're, I mean, we came right. I mean, this was came right at the end of the previous issue, and just hit the ground running with just action, action, action. You know, um, the only downtime was the swordsman trying to, you know, get there. And then exposition, exposition, action, action, exposition, exposition, and and Kang's plan on some levels just doesn't make sense. But you know, he's a comic book villain; it doesn't have to make sense, I guess. I guess he's he's there just to set everything up, and I I think it's gonna. Well, from what I remember, it's been God. I think I last read this in high school. It's so been a talk, while since I've read this as well. Talk, yeah, we're, we're talking like 30s, you know, like I remember it was like the ninth, I want to say the ninth or 10th grade. So we're, you know, we're talking a good 28, 30 years or something like that since I read this. So I know vaguely I remember the key points. I don't remember all, all the details. I mean, I know we're going to get locked into the whole Kang, Amortis, Ramatut. I believe the Human Torch comes up in this and the Visions Origins and... All kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it know, just feels a little. It feels a little. 
I didn't remember this like it it starting have, like this. It, just it, being feels, so... it just feels like it has no ultimate goal here. I don't know. It, it's like kind of a lot of things are happening. They feel kind of disjointed. I don't know. And then it's, you know, it's all like, uh, it seems like it's an excuse to have Kang do it in a place where Ramatut will be there. Mm. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense with it, but it, it just doesn't, it feels almost directionless. Well, kind of like the other day, night or day we did a recording and for Listen to the Prophets, which you guys should all be listening to Listen to the Prophets. It's a good show about Deep Space Nine. And we and we decided that a certain character was on a certain ship because plot. Yeah. It was needed by the plot. And here, Kang is, he, is he here because it's needed by the plot. There's no other reason for it. You know, why should he come back to Ramatut's, you know, uh, unless he just likes to go to other places, you know, he hasn't been there for 5,000 years and he decides, well, this is where I'm going to go to do my master plan, which is to create is to have World War Three. And it feels like that's the whole purpose of that is to so that they can include Ramatut in the story mm-hmm. so that we could start having the questions about, you know, the nature of tri- time travel and their existence together. Yeah. You know, because when we kind of compare this to. The Korvac saga or the Masters of Evil taking over. Well, you know, I guess the Masters of Evil, I'm, I'm trying to compare that when they took over the mansion. I mean, that was a lot of action, too, but it seemed like, it, yeah, it's just there's something weird about this first opening of this. It's just I don't know. Is it too much action? Or is it, you know, like we're saying, it's just everything is just plot driven. You know, they're going to these certain places just to drive the plot along. It doesn't feel organic yeah it's yeah, forced that's, that's what i would say so far i mean maybe and it's been a while since either of us read this but maybe as it goes on it'll feel more focused yeah kane's got to shrink that size of that diving helmet yeah he's got a huge head how <laughs> can he even stand with that thing oh bonk ah uh. <sighs> I mean, it's not bad, but no. it's, it's yeah, it's just kind of like. Hmm. Yeah, it's not that I dislike it. It's just I don't know. It's just trying to look at it with a critical eye. It just looks like it's it's lacking something. Like I said, I I feel like there's a lot of expo- exposition without actually explaining what's going on. Now, one thing I did make fun of that the three panels that when you're seeing the view of his monitor, that is kind of neat. Although. Why does he have such a low-tech monitor? Well, because it was 1970-whatever. Well, that's true. Yeah, but there's other things, other scientists and, you know, books of this time. I mean, the Avengers have a color monitor in the mansion. Why does Mr. 44th Century have a cheap-ass monitor? A monochromatic... <laughs> it's a sketch monitor. <laughs> He's got a time machine for God's sake. I don't think it's supposed to be that. I know, I know. That low tech, but you know, I I don't think they envisioned HD the way uh, it is now. True. Nor did they envision so much flat screen. I mean, the only like recurring thing from the previous issue, other than Kang popping up, is the whole um, the it's. I do like the inadequacies that that the swordsman's feeling, whether they're 
legitimate or not, he's feeling very just uh, crapped on, basically. Well, I don't think that's imagined at all. I think I think he is crapped on. <laughs> I don't think he's well. Well, no, 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 no. Well, well, no. What I'm saying is, I don't think he's he deserves it. Is what I meant by that. Oh I no, mean, no, I don't think he deserves it at all. I think he's he's desperately trying for redemption. After yeah, his and he's being, lifestyle. and he's being crapped on at every turn. He's being, you know, Mantis is is dumping him. Kang thinks he's useless. And now when he wants to save the day, Ramatut stops him. Poor swordsman. He's like just a step above Jarvis at this point, the way he, you know, he feels. Yeah. With with what he can accomplish. I mean, when the villain won't even bother with you. It's like, pff, yeah, okay. He's one the of the few Avengers who will kill, though. Hmm. I think he killed a person in that plane. Stabbed uh, Aminotep, whatever his name is, through the throat. He tried to kill him. He didn't, but he tried. Well, that was self-defense. I don't know about blasting the guys in the planes. I mean, yeah, we didn't see a parachute, so that, I mean, that, that and could there's, be... there's uh, the episode, the issue of the Avengers Defenders clash, which is about I don't know ten issues before this, twelve issues before this. Yeah, that's uh, that's reference. He, he kills a guy in that. Oh, really? Uh, I'll have to go back and read that. He's he's like invading a castle or something, and the guy tries to stop him. Oh, he from, kills a lackey. With, with, no, the, the guy has villainous purposes, but he mm. just he just stabs him. <laughs> mm. He runs him through. Yeah, because I don't think Hawkeye does that, does he? Not in, at least not in this era. Yeah. True. Yeah. Even though um, you know Hawkeye and the swordsman were were. Uh, in the same circus together. And Swordsman trained him pretty much, from what I remember. Yeah. So, you do you have any other strong feelings on this, or any other things you want to bring bring to the surface? No, that, that's pretty much my thoughts. They were lonely. I want that cool Marvel value stamp with the leader, and that cool, weird, bug-looking headdress thing you got there. <laughs> I already have one of those. Wearing one right now. Oh, man. You get all the good stuff. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We going to rate this? Yeah, let's rate it. All right. The cover? Mm. Yeah, we kind of said it's not good. It's not bad. It's. I I don't think it's straight up C, though. I want to say like C plus B minus for the cover. Well, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on C plus for it. I don't think I'm B minus. I don't think it reaches the level of B minus, but I think it's you know slightly better than a C. I think it's as we said, it's somewhat bombastic. Uh, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, this some of the layout just doesn't quite make sense, and you know, not the least of which is Vision exhibiting powers that he doesn't have. <laughs> And he's the only one exhibiting a power other than Thor ready to, 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 to throw his hammer. Iron Man's running away. Ah, yeah, Iron ah. Man's definitely on the defensive in that shot. Crap. Swordsman's going to trim Kang's sleeve there for him. Is that a euphemism? Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, the interior art. Hey. 
it's Sabusema and Joe Staten. It's it's not bad. I just have a problem with some of the lack of. I'm going through the whole book now, and I think it's really the lack of the backgrounds is more towards the front of the book. I mean, there's a couple examples later on, but it seems like those first few pages were very sparse. It kind of tightens up later, and you know, we get some decent backgrounds for the rest of it. I mean, uh, the characters all look good. They look like they should, like who they should be. You know, nobody blatantly looks like somebody else. Agatha Harkness is pretty freaky as a giant head. Um, so for the art, um, I'd have to say a B plus. Um, pushing a an A minus, and then. So what do you think? I'm gonna art? go. I'm gonna go just B. B. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I mean, a B is pretty good. I think some of the line work, and I guess it's Staten's work, seems inconsistent. Sometimes he seems to go with a really heavy, thick line. Other times, not as much. And it just feels choppy to me. Mm. So, you know, it's 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 overall, it's pretty good. I don't think there's like any really bad things in it. I just don't think it quite reaches the level of B+. <laughs> so I just noticed the one where the swordsman is saying goodbye to is is leaving Jarvis. Are you looking at that panel? Uh, I'm looking for that panel. I, I, I just noticed that Jarvis kind of looks like a little kid, like the proportion there, like his, like the size of his head. It's like, he's holding a little ball, uh, a little bald boy. Was it just before he flies away? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, a little, little, little tiny Jarvis. <laughs> but he's got, like, human-sized hands. Like, he's got man, man-sized man hands and arms, but it's like his torso and his head look like a child, a bald child, like he's one of the munchkins. Or, or a, uh, uh, like a like a mannequin, like a Charlie McCarthy. Uh... <laughs> Mortimer Jarvis. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, story, um, not rating this in relation to the whole story, but on its own, since it's really the beginning, it's a lot of stuff going on here. It's a lot to take in. There is stuff. Stuff. A lot of stuff going on because we're, we've, we've got the, the, the tail end of the, you know, we've got the ongoing stuff with. Although it's not really, there's nothing here. Uh, Swordsman's the only one that brings up anything about Mantis and her wanting to hit on Vision and and dumping him and his wanting her and him feeling inadequate. Um, and then Kang's just, you know, there's a lot to read in this book too. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of exposition. But, hmm? That's okay. I kind of like that. I I, I kind of miss that from compared to modern comics, because this this what? Okay, so if we wanted, if this was a modern comic, how many issues would this be? Three. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have you'd have the battle, and it would end. It would end. The first issue would end when he leaves a swordsman. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that would be the first issue. The second issue would end. The, would uh, end when he's yeah when, exactly when he's fighting the vampire like right when he's got it at its throat that would end the second issue and then then the rest of the book would be the third issue that's that's what this would be this would take up three issues you know because that's just how long it would take because you'd have one spat one splash page for a bunch of stuff you know so I don't even though it's a little contrived and stuff I'm still going to give this a B. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say it's a B and it because it is enjoyable and it is fast paced and there's a lot going on that I think there's a lot going on that will get explained later. Um, you know, like I said, there's points where it seems like exposition for exposition's sake where they're not really explaining to you why things are happening, but uh that's what keeps it from being an A. I think this pot- had the potential to be an A. It's not quite there. That's why it's a B. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And overall, I'd say a B book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yes, a definite B overall. So, so I guess so that's next part one of the one Celestial Madonna saga. Dun da da. That's one that Scott didn't have to be here. <clears throat> he escaped this one. Wait till next time. Dodge the bullet. So uh, I think we're going to read. Um, got a little time. We're going to read an, an email or two. Because we, we are. Oof. We got some old emails. <laughs> oh, wow. You seeing Did something? He's... Oh, these are really out of order. Oh, somehow some stuff got out of order. They should be in order. No, not by date. Well, we also have a, we have a lot of email that's even in the main box that isn't hasn't even been moved. What's in there? Anything good? I don't even think it's real. No, it's all. This is pretty much all real except for the Uggs ad. Blankety blank is real. Where do you see blankety blank? What are you talking about? I'm talking about in the main inbox that hasn't even been moved into the. Oh, you know what? I'm. I'm looking at the. I'm. I'm in the wrong mailbox. He's looking in the wrong place. I was in the. Uh, the Gmail. Oh, oh. The Gmail. We have a Gmail. We have a Gmail. For what? For, For... back to the bins. We have back to the bins at gmail.com, which is our old email address. And oh. then we have bins at two true Oh, do you forward that stuff form. over? I usually do that, yes. Oh, I was wondering how that stuff gets here. So let's see. Do we have anything in this main inbox that is real? I would say no, and I'm going to delete it all. Looks like it's all spam. Spam, 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 spam. And then if I go into the Avengers mailbox, we have three, six, seven pieces of email. Let's see how many we get read through. I'll start us off with Russell Bragg and Avengers Spotlight number 21, Civil well, War. Well, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. You need to go, you need to jump up to Okay. April 11th, 2016. I will do that. If we're going to read them in, in, in order. Hi, guys. I finished listening to the podcast. Where to begin? 
I was going into this movie believing that Captain America was going to perish. As we were coming close to the end with Cap and Iron Man battling, I thought that Iron Man was going to die. That would have been a twist. Glad that neither one happened. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Captain America is the only Marvel movie franchise that my wife and I have seen all of in the theater. So I was happy to keep the streak going. However, I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't an Avengers movie. I could not find any information about Rudy, uh, Rhodey being paralyzed in the comics. When did General Ross become Secretary of State? Did it happen in one of the other movies? I'll interrupt that and tell you, no, I don't believe it did. I think they just... Nah, it just happened off camera. Kind of expected you to just accept that that's the role he has now. It was neat to see that Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei have been in one movie together, Only You. I guess they also dated at some point. That I have no idea. Hmm. Maybe Iron Man will become Peter's new uncle someday. Ew. I think I would consider myself Team Cap since I liked Captain America more than Iron Man growing up. But movie-wise, I don't know for sure which team I'd be. I can see both sides, which I guess we're supposed to to some extent. Uh, just to inter- just to interrupt for a second, um, I just like to say that when we visited, when Scott and I visited New York, and I think we brought this, we might have brought this up on a podcast. I don't know. I had the I had the Captain America T-shirt on, and 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 uh, Scott had the Iron Man T-shirt on, and we were walking through um, Manhattan, <laughs> and and a guy passed me and said. Yeah, all right, Captain America. All right, Team Cap. And then he passed Scott and went, "F you, Iron Man." <laughs> Scott was a little. Uh, he's like, "Hey." So, that's all I gotta say about that. Okay, let's see. Where was I now? Uh, movie wise, I, can pick it up. I don't know for sure which team I'd be. I can see both sides, which I guess to some extent. I don't even know if I have any nitpicky stuff to complain about. I caught many of the Easter eggs thrown at us, and I was happy about that. I was hoping Zemo would get glued to something at least. One last question that did confuse me. Where did the video of the Starks murder come from? That's a good Plot. question. Plot. Uh, it was um, yeah, traffic it's... cams. Yeah, that's it. I did yeah. notice that Tony was more concerned that Winter Soldier killed his mom, not his dad. I think that. Oh was, yeah. I think yeah. that was very calculated. Well, that was the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. The CGI was great. The movie was great. I was ha- a happy camper when it was over. Just waiting for the next installment. I'm hoping that Infinity Wars is collected in trade so I can study some for the next Avengers movie. Will this be the last Captain America movie? I hope not. But I also know. They can't go on forever. I will just enjoy the, enjoy it while I can. Thank you for reviewing the movie. I get a lot out of it, as I usually do. Keep them coming. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. And I'll just do the follow-up to that one since it's particularly brief. Brief. Hi, guys. Just got back from seeing Captain America Civil War. I got two words for you. Tony Stank. I will write more as soon as I listen to the Avengers Spotlight episode number 21. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Actually, those weren't the ones that I was ta- talking about. Well, those are the ones I did. Okay. No, no, no. no. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I met this one that says, because uh, I don't. I guess we didn't do this one, April 11th, 2016, by Kirk. Uh, we'll Have we read this one? We're making our way to that. All right. I guess we'll do Jason Sandberg next, and then we'll just work. Even though the, it's, it's, the dates are out of order, but we'll read them anyway. 
Dear Binsters, I'm glad you included What If number 32. Thank you. Thank you. That was my idea. In the finale of your Korvac Saga coverage, that issue was a favorite of mine, which I purchased off the spinner rack and read years before I backtracked and read the original storyline in Avengers, which I think is what I did, too. It was a great introduction to Marvel Cosmic. What if What If 32 was actually Mark Grunewald's psycho psychologicalizing we'll just say psychoanalyzing jim shooter i love the shooter era at marvel but i was just a kid and didn't have to work for the guy <laughs> maybe grunwald and defalco were subliminally trying to tell shooter that being an all-powerful puppet master might not end well and what does that say about shooter's ego that he was the driving force behind korvac and the beyonder the subject of the korvac secret war series was brought up and the consensus appears to be that it's a great title to skip. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Mm. If you want to re if you want to revisit the Corvette character, I suggest a good one and done from Mar from Mark Wade's run on Captain America. And in issue eighteen, Cap is flung forward to the year thirty oh seven, three thousand seven. In the year three thousand seven, no, and leads a rebellion against the world ruling Corvette. Korvac repeatedly kills Cap, but the star-spangled Avenger keeps coming back. The art is by the mighty Len Weeks. Before I sign off, can I request a Stranger Things score episode of Bins? Have have Chris Tyler from the Cast Protection Podcast come on and do a roundtable discussion of the Netflix series? Well, they already well yeah they've I think they've already had their Netflix uh, they've already had their roundtable discussion for that on their own podcast. Um, well, we do have plans but, for yes. a, a cast protection back to the bins show. Let's just mm -hmm. leave it at that for now. Yes. After you've all given your thoughts, you can each do a quick synopsis of a comic book from 1983. What a novel idea. We'll have to steal that or someone else will. Hmm. We definitely will steal it. That would be fun. Spotlights of comics that Mike, Lucas, Dustin, and Will would have found on the spinner rack at the grocery store in Hawkins. Okay, I'm off to change a diaper or wash bottles or trip over <laughs> some baby toys. Jason Sandberg. Don't worry, buddy. The most dangerous thing you will find, if you haven't found already, is the errant Lego in the middle of the night on a hard floor. That is the bane of a parent's existence. And the pain is tremendous when you step on it. But thank you for the email, Jason. And uh, yes, we are stealing your idea for the cast protection episode. Sort of. Kind of. Mm -hmm. You'll hear. Okay. Got time for one more? I think we can do just one more. And it's from Kirk Greenfield. <clears throat> uh, let's see. It's titled Avengers Spotlight Korvac Saga in 176. Recently, I had to make a quick drive to Florida to check on an elderly relative, and the two-day drive presented me with a challenge. Could I swing by Disney or Orlando and make a connection with Scott Gardner? As the fates would happen, it never worked out. Going down nor coming back up, we gave it a good college try. Instead, I got to have a very nice half-hour phone conversation with Scott as he commuted into Disney to pick up some extra hours. Now I was left with the choice of how to entertain myself while driving back northward since our meeting wasn't going to happen. Should I listen to podcasts or music, CB radio or commercial radio? Or CDs. I didn't know anybody had C CB radio anymore. I opted for the combination of CB radio and podcasts. Guess which... 
guess which one I found on my MP3 player. Yep, I re-listened to Dr. Bill and Paul rehash the next to the last Avengers spotlight in the Korvac saga. I'm pretty sure this was issue 175, as it begins with a shot of everyone standing around, stunned that the Collector has been blasted to atoms before their very eyes. It strikes me that this issue was presented by Dr. Bill almost exclusively, and it occurs to me that either I missed that this is his selection for presentation to the others, or there may be some alternate alternation of presenters that I have missed. Oof. I enjoyed the second listening to the episode, however. I was struck by the fact that there's a lot of sex going on in this book. <laughs> or maybe not sex itself, but flirting and sexual innuendo. Now, perhaps it's just how the presenters were picking up on the subtleties, but it seemed like almost every scene had some overtones to it. Yeah, that's probably our fault. Mm. Did anyone else find this to be true? It's got to it, it got to be very obvious the farther into the story we got, but maybe it was there in the writing and I just never knew it. I see the final episode in the original Korvac saga has been released now and I have to hurry to download it so I can stay current with you guys. Enjoying the arc, but wish we didn't have to wait so long between installments. Kirk Greenfield, co-host of Imperious Rex, Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader podcast. Thanks for the email, Kirk. And uh, I'm not sure if they really intended it to be as sexual as that. Yeah, I think we're just creeps. <laughs> and I usually present all the Avengers synopsis because I have the book, Das Book, Avengers Official Index. So it's, it's rather easy for me to bang those out. Hey, another sex reference. <laughs> Ciao. Um, I'm incorrigible. I, I try not to encourage you. <laughs> All right, so I guess so, that'll be it for this installment of Avengers Spotlight. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you can stick with us and go through the Celestial Madonna saga with us. Because next time on an all-new Avengers Spotlight. Giant Size Avengers number two. Giant Size Avengers number two. I have nothing piffy or exciting to say because I don't know what the title of it is. Uh, More Kang. More Tut. Uh, it is. I'll tell you in a second. It is titled A Blast from the Past. More Rama Kang. Rama Kang. Kang Tut. Tut Rama. Gangram? Okay, I'll just stop now. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 
please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Necrodamus. I have come for you, Agatha Harkness. Come to steal your immortal soul. As always, my all-consuming desire to do is to rid myself of this deformed shell to which my soul is bound. And through you, I shall be free. Stoner.